Welcome to Hope Anchors, everybody. I'm Sean. And I'm Johnny. And together we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. Hebrews 6.19 says that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Amen, brother. Well, we're going to continue on in our series called The Disciple That Jesus Loved. Uh, And that's just because that's what John said about himself. Yeah. Although we all know that we are all loved by Jesus, but it's just kind of funny that John just claimed it. Yeah. And And we all can. And we can all claim it, but (laughs) John was the first one that wrote it. That's right. Uh, Last week we talked about love and and John was telling us about how we should be aware of those that are going to give us false teachings. Mm-hmm. He's telling, he's warning us, and it was a warning to the times, but it's also a warning for us today that we really need to pay attention to who we're listening to, what we're listening to, what we're watching, and to put it to the test and to see if it's really true. Uh, back then, it was all about people really saying that Jesus existed, but he was not the Son of God. Some people even said he was just a prophet, or even those to the extreme that said he just really wasn't real. Yeah. So he's more of a ghost or a phantom, but he wasn't really, he was, he didn't come physically. Today, though, we're going to get into uh, more about God's love yeah. and how God loved us and the triune love of God. In Johnny's message uh, this past week, he really hit on one key word, and that was rely. And we're going to get to that because I really loved that word and and what it really meant to me when you were saying that. Mm. So, But we are in 1 John, the book of 1 John. Uh, we are in chapter 4. four yeah, and I, verses 13, 13 through 21. Yes. So we're going to go through this uh, pretty much like we have been in this series, go verse by verse. Um, and have just little conversations because that's what we do. Yeah. So just to reiterate, I mean, you know, just to show you how much love was on the mind of John that, you know, John's gospel is 21 chapters long and he mentions love 57 times. There are only five chapters in John's letter and he mentions love 46 times. So it's very important in his life that we know and love God, that we know that God loves us, but that we would love one another. Um, but just how many times it comes up just in this little letter alone that um, we are to love one another. In fact, let me just take you back to what he wrote. He said, beloved, let us love one another. And that literally means those who are loved, love. Yeah, which is a great term. I love that whole idea of if you if you are loved, you are to love. Mm-hmm. It's not you're you're just loved and, and relish in that love. No, you're to do something with that love. Yeah. And I think that's something that we forget to do. And John wants us to know that God loves us by personal experience. He says, you know, and so we know and rely on the love God that God has for us. We know it, but do we rely on it? That's uh that's another key yeah, aspect to this. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed uh, getting into the 14th verse where he starts off in my version. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes. Once again, John is telling us he has seen. He is the eyewitness. He mm-hmm. is. It's not hearsay from John. He has seen it with his own eyes and now testifies to the Father uh, that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. It's 
it's really interesting how people were arguing the fact of who Jesus was and whether or not he was the son of, of God when John sits here and says, look, I have seen this with my own eyes. I've lived with this man. I know he is the son of God. Yeah. It's crazy that people could be spreading these false teachings and that there were others who believed in these false teachers, that you have this man who had been with Jesus uh, during his life, during his death, uh, and during his resurrection, and yet they weren't relying on his eyewitness testimony. They were relying on the testimony of these false teachers. And and so you know, that's why you know you really need to pay some attention to who you're listening to and, and who you're reading, because, you know, the ones that we're reading in, in scripture, these are, these are people who had been persecuted, who had been killed for their faith and not just be, not for what they believed in. They, they were persecuted for what they said they saw and heard and touched. And so, you know, this is, this is the eyewitness testimony that we base our lives on. And here they are being persecuted, being, you know, nearly put to death. A lot of them were put to death for what they said they saw, what they believed, that they were loved and they continued to love. Mm -hmm. And he's writing these letters because he continues to love. Yeah, And that is just amazing. And how people can sit here today, thousands of years later, and say, well, you know what? I'm not really sure about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Who else is being... Who else has committed their life to this or to something like this even? That's the, that's the thing I can't wrap my head around is how committed all these people were to Jesus and to this story. And still today, we are still committed to this story. Mm. If it wasn't real, we wouldn't have, we would, this would have stopped a long time ago. Well, yeah, it would have stopped when, you know, all those eyewitnesses were being persecuted and tortured. It's like, yeah, forget it. We, we made this up, but nobody said that. <laughs> no. So we can continue on here. And, you know, we, we go into verse 16, the second half of verse 16. Well, actually even with verse 16, we know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. How much peace and how much comfort does that give you? To know how much your father loves you. I just even think that when, you know, if you're growing up with uh, loving and caring parents, how much that gives you to just, you know, go through life. Um, and, you know, not, not all kids, uh, not all kids have it, but then there are times where kids have it and they don't realize the gift that they've been given and parents who love them, who love one another. Um, but, you know, there, there is something to that, to the, uh, to, to the effect that, you know, when you are, when you've experienced love, when you've been, uh, in a sense, fed, you know, or or you've had uh, emotional deposits, relational deposits made into your life that you end up giving out of what's been deposited into your own life. And this is where we talk about, um, correct me if I'm wrong, is this where you came up with the relay? You changed the words? Well, so um, a lot of translations say know and believe the love that God has for us. And I think, you know, 
sometimes, at least just in, in my mind, believe can tend to mean, oh, I believe that, or I believe something exists, or I believe that truth, where um, the New International Version, it, it the, the version says, and so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. And, and that just kind of caught my attention this past week. Do I truly rely on God's love for me? Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm going through tough times or when I'm in an argument with somebody, you know, and I, I, or I just, I really want somebody to, you know, to accept me, to, to love me, you know, whatever it might be, you know, am I truly relying on the love that God has for me? Cause if I am, then what that means is that I'm, it, it, it's like, you know, there are a variety of things that we rely on. Well, yes. And I mean, you did talk about a car and all this stuff, but I was just thinking even on myself, the things that I rely on within myself um, when I'm playing golf, I rely on the fact that I have practiced. I have, I know the muscle memory, and I rely on that to have that really nice shot. And it doesn't always happen, but I rely on my abilities to get that ball down the hole, down down the fairway to the green and into the hole eventually, eventually, mm. eventually. Mm-hmm. But the things that we rely on is not because that somebody else has made. It's because we have learned in time, the things that we have put into our heart, put into our memory. We rely on that to know that this will work to believe that it will work is, is, is when we become more complacent. We believe that this car is going to start for me this morning. We, we know this car's going to start. It's it's not really relying on it. We just believe. We believe it's going to, and it's not until it happens that then we have to rely on something else. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about relying on God's love to get me through this, because, yeah, I, I know God loves me. I believe God loves me. And, okay, but to truly rely on it would have, to, for me, that means I have to lean into God's love. Hmm. I have to lean into him to rely on him. And that just took me into a different place when you were saying, hmm. do you rely on God's love to get you through this storm? Or do you just, God's going to get me through the storm. I know he is. Hmm. That's not really relying on it. That's almost like, hey, you're just going to, Throw your hands up. Don't worry about it because God's going to get you through this. Mm-hmm. I know he's going to get me through this. But to rely on it would really mean to lean into it, to own it, to really face that fear. And we're told we don't need to face fear mm-hmm. because of this love. We can rely on God. We can rely on Jesus to stand for us because of our sinfulness mm-hmm. We know Jesus will, but do you rely on him to do it? Do you, and by relying on him means you're not really wanting to take the chance of not having it. I don't need to continue in my sinful ways because to me, that is just saying, you know what? I can do what I want to do because I know God loves me. No big deal. But to rely on him is something you really have to do. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that happens, and John kind of brings this up when he says, "This is how love is made complete among us." He's he's talking about this idea that you know, love in terms of relying on God's love, maybe even loving others, that it's a process. And so, you know, John is saying that you know, 
you know that you're growing in this process of love, both in terms of trusting that God loves you uh, as well as you loving others uh, when you can have confidence in the face of judgment. It's it's kind of like, do you have confidence? I, I know a lot of us that, you know, especially if we're in good health, we're not really thinking about the end of our lives. Um, but, you know, for some of us, it could be that uh, we've had friends, family, maybe we're, we're even going through so- something where we're facing the reality of our own death. And so to be able to have confidence at that time, you're having confidence because you know how much God loves you. You're you're able able to enter into that time of judgment, that those final days, realizing that, you know what, God, God loves me. I I don't I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear him Um, because, you know, John says in this world, we are like Jesus. I mean, when God sees us, he sees Jesus. And so that's why we can have confidence. That's why we can rely on his love is that we can we can stand confidently on that day because we know that that when God sees us, he sees Jesus so long as we have put our trust in him. Yeah. So just to give you a little story here, a good friend of mine was on vacation, a new friend of his that he's really developed into in, a, in the location that he lives in now had passed away while he was on vacation. And, and we had a good conversation about that. And it was so interesting because when you talk about relying on, on God and relying on his love for our eternity, we were talking about this and this good friend and I, and I knew the, the, the gentleman as well. I knew how well his foundation was and how much he loved God and, and how much of a believer he was in that moment. It was like, we were able to rely on God to know we can lean into him and we knew how much God loved him and had him in his arms when he came home. Mm. It doesn't hurt as much. Mm. That emptiness is there and there is a void and it's going to take some time to heal that. But man, that pain of losing someone is softened knowing and relying on that love. And when you say things like, you know, the promotion to glory, it's, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And we believe that, but to rely on it allows me to move on in my day for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can see tomorrow and I can be even bolder in myself, in my ways for Jesus. And it's, and I think this is where John is really getting to the point of to say that you love God, but hate a brother or a sister, you are a liar. Because mm. to be loved, you have to love. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to rely on God's love, God's relying on you to love others. Mm-hmm. I, I think it takes it to that next level. And one of my little studies here, it, it even tells me that allowing God to love me the way that God wants to love me, it's then allowing me to love others through him. And his love will quiet my fears hmm. and give me confidence. That's awesome. Which that actually moves into, you know, what else relying on God's love does is the, John says, there's no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. And you know, I don't know what you might be afraid of, or I don't know what you might be anxious about. But when you rely on 
God's love for you, it can start to drive away that anxiety. Uh, we're going to be going into a series in the book of Philippians where uh, at, in chapter four, Paul talks about, you know, be anxious about nothing. Well, I think sometimes we, we see that and go, yeah, it's easier said than done. But just realize that when Paul is saying this, he's like, don't, don't continue in anxiety. It, it's it's not like you're going to quit quit a cold turkey. Uh, I think there are some things that that make us afraid, that give us anxiety, that bring us down, that we just have to work through. And God understands that. But, you know, there is something about God being able to drive away that anxiety when we can rely on the love that he has for us, that his perfect love can drive out our fears. And I've <laughs> I've said this so many times, but it's, it's true. It's like, you know, do not fear is the most often quoted command in scripture. And it's usually tied to the promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I just love that, you know, that whole idea. God, you know, we we can know and we can rely on God's love for us, and when we do that, He His love can drive out drive drive away our fears. You know, we've really talked about how we are to love one another, but hate the world because the world is not really for us to to embrace. And it's so, I don't know, Johnny. I think sometimes we want to embrace the world because we can see the world. Mm-hmm. It's here. It's tangible. I can hold on to this. But the world does not love us. It doesn't. Not the way God does. And when when you really get into God's love and you get into the that feeling that I, I tell you what, folks, there is no other feeling. When you finally get that feeling of God's love around you, it's greater than anything you can ever imagine. There's a warmth that comes over your body that you just can't explain. It's better than the than the love that I've ever received from Julie, my wife. It's better than the hugs and having my little granddaughter fall asleep in my lap, which is fantastic. It's phenomenal. But the days that I can feel God's love around me, those moments that I just today, just today, my granddaughter Zoe fell asleep, fell asleep in my lap. That is a moment of God's love being mm-hmm. shared, and it's just amazing when you get to have those moments to say, "I mean, that's that's God just reaching out to me personally and saying, this is how much I love you. This is how much I'm relying on you.'" to share my love. Mm-hmm. And when I get those opportunities to do that, it's amazing. My heart just overflows with love. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just want to cry. Sometimes you laugh because it's just an amazing feeling. And I I do not know. I, I cannot think of a single thing that this world has ever given me that has made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. For as long as I felt it. Do I have some simple satisfactions from this world? Sure I do. It comes and it goes. But man, the love, that love that I have experienced with Julie and with Zoe and my kids, uh, with with awesome friends that I have now, I mean, with you and this podcast, um, you as a great friend, nothing can ever take away that feeling. Mm. For as long as I live, nothing can take away that feeling. And that's God's love 
that he's pouring down on us. You have people in your life that love you so much and there is nothing you can do to stop that love because that's God loving on you. And there's nothing in this world that loves you that much. Mm-hmm. I love my car and I'm already looking to replace it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And that's it's a different what, kind of love. It, it is. Yeah. And, and I think that's where John is really trying to write to us and describe this love that God has for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, when you really want to think about how much he loved us, that he's willing to, and he did sacrifice his only son for you. That's how much he loves you. And I think sometimes we look at that, you know, oh, well, that's something we celebrate on Easter. Mm -hmm. It's something we need to celebrate every single day. Yeah. Because that's how much he truly loves you. Mm. And you can know God's love experientially. You can rely on God, not because you have to do something in order to gain his love. Verse 19 says that we love because he first loved us. He was the first to do it. Uh, He is the one who initiated this relationship. Uh, He's the one who asked you out on the date. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. You know, so just just realize that, you you know, you don't have to gain God's approval and gain God's love. Um, You know, it could be that you have relationships where, um, you know, love returned is something that that comes because you do something for somebody. Uh, But with God, God is the first to love. He is the he's the one who initiated love. And so, you know, you can rely on it knowing that God first loved us. Yeah, he didn't wait for us. Nope. The day, even before the day you were born, he already loved you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The day you die, he still loves you. Yeah. The day you are promoted into everlasting life, yeah. he still loves you. Yeah. Yeah. My friends, are you willing to rely on him? Are you relying on, well, let me rephrase that. Are you willing to love the way that God loves you? Are you willing to share what you know, how much he loves you with a complete stranger, with somebody that you don't even like? Because I guarantee you there are times when I do things that does not make God very happy, but he still loves me. And it's not because I chose to love him. He's just always going to love me. Yeah. No matter how many times I've turned away from him, it's like I try to tell people, God runs right in front of my face. And I turn, and he runs in front of my face. And he (laughs) says, I'm still here. I'm still Still here. I still love you. Yeah. There's nothing you can do that's going to take my love away from you. And John's going to talk about how love uh, is a command, but it's— it's a way of life that you can do when you experience God's love in a personal way. Um, I, I brought this up that the word beloved means loved ones. Um, and I, just this morning, I received a, a new uh, version of the New Testament. It's called First Nations Version, an indigenous translation of the New Testament. And I love the way that they translated this throughout chapter four. It says, my much loved friends in verse one. Much loved children in verse four, seven, my much loved friends, verse 11, my much loved friends. You know, what he is getting at is that those who are much, much loved, love much. Mm. And I, I love that, that whole idea that it, listen, if you're having a hard time loving somebody, don't just 
try to muster up as, you know, as much strength as you can to love them, but actually become even more convinced of God's love for you. And, and maybe even remind yourself of, you know, who you are, <laughs> you know, God, I've, I've said this a few times, but you know, God loves us not because we're so darn cute. God loves us because he is love. John says, God is love. He personifies love. And so, you know, just, if you can know it by personal experience and rely on God's love, then that might help you in the process of loving those around you. Because John is simply saying, listen, you know, you can't claim, you, you can't, you know, kind of stake your claim to love God with no strings attached if you actually hate a brother or sister. It's just, it's not possible. You're, you're living a lie. And so, you know, Instead of trying to muster up love for somebody, just remind yourself of how much God loves you and what he has done to show you and to prove to you how much he loves you. Yeah, it says here that uh, we cannot truly love God while neglecting to love those who are created in his image. Mm-hmm. How do you do that, folks? How can you sit here and say that you are a follower of Christ? God loves me. And then do absolutely nothing with it. And John gives us that encouragement. He gives us the encouragement throughout this to let us know God loves us. It's we're, he has said this in, in, in the letters earlier, we're going to make mistakes. And it's okay. Just keep trying. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is by staying in his word, reading it. And understanding God's love for you and how much it is. And it is throughout the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. You take that Holy Spirit that's within you, that's dwelling inside of you, and you get into this and you let him, you let God interpret his words to you. And then you take that and you feel that love and you share it with others. Mm-hmm. Share his love with everybody you come across. Listen, if you are struggling to uh, love somebody else or maybe even believe in it for yourself, reach out to us. You know, you can you can catch us online. You can catch us uh, via email at uh, hopeanchors154 at gmail.com. It's amazing how we can forget <laughs> each other, but we know where we're going. Uh, or you know what? Check us out on uh, at our website there. Not our Hope Anchors website, but our church website. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Go to hopeindy.net. Just got a little um, uh, uh, video there for you. Teaches a little bit about what Hope Church is all about. But but the thing is, is that even though we've got a physical location here in Indianapolis, that we can definitely reach out and talk to each other. Uh, if you need prayer for any reason, please reach out to us, and yep. we would love to be there for you. Yep. And and hey, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. Really, truly, thanks for listening to Hope Anchors. Thanks for sharing Hope Anchors with everybody else. Uh, you know, if you like the message, just like it and continue and push it out to other people. But in all reality, thank you. Thank you for listening to Hope Anchors. Yeah. Paul wrote in Romans 15, 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scripture and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And that's what Sean and I really want to do with this is to give you something to anchor your hope to. So don't give up. Keep looking up and keep hope alive. Amen. Amen.